that is not the sound that any penis should ever make when it comes. It's like you're like, whoa, what's going on? Is that a squid? <laughs> you go to the doctor because like, uh, it's it's not like that guttural <laughs> bench press sound that you'll hear a guy make. It's yeah. it's I'm at the absolute limit, and this is like yeah involuntary. This is air. <laughs> this is air escaping. This is air escaping. You guys saying you don't go to the doctor and say, excuse me, um, my penis doesn't make this noise. <laughs> Check us out my phone. The pornography, the pornography I'm watching <laughs> has has given me an interesting sense of what should be happening. Is it supposed to come out red with eyes? <laughs> but you really shouldn't. You probably shouldn't watch hentai. Actually, dude. So I've been reading this. Hentai's porn pretty hub. funny. I've been, yeah, it is. It's hilarious. so gross. I've been weird. I've been reading this, fun, this yeah, Pornhub lawsuit thing, and I'm thinking oh, that maybe, yeah, maybe drawn porn is the way you should go because nobody's getting hurt. Except for your psyche and there's your some, soul. There's some pretty fucked up and stuff. Also you're in your life like, and you're like, can you dye your hair purple, please? Is is there a way you can twist around and lick your own butthole? Because oh that's the porn I've been watching. Hey, baby, do you want to get a pet octopus? Is that okay? Oh, somebody. Oh, shit. Ooh, who's hurt? Derek Watt. Okay, so there's again. A, there's a lot of like... In, Damn oh, it. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, that's fine. We're watching the Steelers game and just he got hurt. But I need... Ebron to go off, get two touchdowns from me, I'll be happy tonight. He won't. Look, one can hope oh, right. he's going to get four catches for 61 yards. I just realized we're doing false starts. So we are doing false sports starts. Sports talk Are you recording it? Uh, Did you send us any questions or anything, or we're just going to... We're just going to teach you. I'm just going to go down the list of the... Uh, Free format? Yeah. Cool. Okay. Sounds good I'm, I'm good with, uh, with buy and sell if you want to buy and sell anything, but I can't think of that. I mean, we're going to buy and sell the whole thing just in general. Okay. So, yeah. We got weird questions. I buy John Favreau, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, so as you can tell, as we are watching week 14 football of the shitty Cincinnati Bengals on their third string quarterback, Ryan Finley, or second string, he's second string, he's earned that spot in the injured Pittsburgh Steelers, we're going to actually talk about something better than football, and I know it's blasphemy as I'm watching this game. Is it though? I mean, I'm in the. If, if I win this game, if, if Ebron goes off for me, I'm in the championship game of my two quarterback league. I'm already in the championship game of my other Facebook league. Look, I need money because insurance is very expensive. Okay? <laughs> anyway, and budgeting for two kids is not really fun for Christmas. Just saying. All right. That being said, we're here to talk about America's favorite pastime, not football, but known as the Mandalorian. Hell yeah. Or just Ooh. Star Wars in general, right? Yeah. I mean, there are still people who hate Star Wars. Oh, that's true. Those people are dumb. There Actually, are people who hate football, though, too. That's true. I had a, a buddy at work that I talked Mando with, uh, Jim Perky. He's our PLC guy. And he actually was saying just that he, he introduced Mando to just a guy he knows who does not like Star Wars at all, but who does like Westerns. Oh, oh shit. Yeah. And he came that's back to Perk is. and was like, I love this show. And because of it, it started watching the other Star Wars. Nice. And he's like, there's not a whole lot of like gun battle. There's not a whole lot of like standoffs. And Perk's like, yeah, Star Wars isn't a Western, but Mando is. I love it, dude. I love it. Because I also love Westerns. So, well, it's yeah. a Western mixed with like the concept of, we talked about the thing last year with the whole Mandalorian thing, but it's like the Samurai and the Wolf. I think it's called, right? Yes. Well, I mean, aren't a lot of Western movies pulling a lot of samurai movie tropes? Yes. Like a lot of the samurai movies. He's definitely inspired by that. We're about about the same time, right? Especially the Sergio Leone, um, any of the spaghetti Westerns. Yeah, there's a lot of that samurai. An Italian director pulling inspiration from a (laughs) Japanese Japanese films to make an American Western. Western. Yeah, like, so Westerns, jazz... 
and Broadway are like the three um, the truly American uh, art forms. Mandalorian has actually uh, inspired Lauren and I. I think this 2021, one of our goals is going to be to watch a bunch of movies in like, I don't know, Criterion Co- Collection will be like a, a basis for it. Just like yep. watch a bunch of classic movies that we've somehow never seen. Yeah. Um, Seven Samurai and like Hidden Fortress and a couple other Japanese movies are like first on the list. Isn't like, Hidden you know, Fortress the one that... Um, R2-D2 and C-3PO are kind of based on? Yeah, like a lot of Star Wars is ripped from sure. or inspired by, depending on your perspective. Inspired by, I think. Cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I've never seen it either. I want to see it. Speaking of Western, the first episode of the season two of Mandalorian. You, you know, you thought for, for a second, you're like, okay, how do they get better than this? Because it was a pretty damn good season opener. It's The Marshal with Timothy Olyphant as Cobb I love him. Love so him. fucking, did you watch uh, Justified, I assume? Uh, I watched, I've only seen a few episodes. I love it, though. It's a it's good so show. Good. I, dude, I love Western, so. And, uh, I mean, he lives, he lives up to the whole... Lore being Timothy Oliphant and like uh, Raylan yeah. of uh, Justified, because it's pretty much the same character. It's, it's a guy who's down on his luck, who's out in the middle of fucking nowhere on Tatooine, but just has a good heart and does the thing of like saving the village because that's the right thing to do. Was someone with the crate dragon? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah that's the season. Isn't that crazy? Like, they just went full balls I into kinda, this one. I kind of like this season is so packed. I kind of forgot that that was the first episode. Mm-hmm. Zoe and I just started, we rewatched and started with episode one, season one, and we've been watching through. So we just got done with like the third or fourth of the second season uh, again. Yeah. I don't know if you caught, but there's a moment in it when he says, uh, Mando says, I, f- I found him in a, in an abandoned Sarlacc pit. And Timothy Oliphant says, there are no abandoned Sarlacc pits. And Mando says, there are if you ate the Sarlacc. And I was like, oh. I'm, did you guys catch that the first time you watched it? I didn't. So we're saying the Kray Dragon 8 it yeah. is bigger than and more powerful than a Sarlacc, which gotcha. lives for 10,000 years. Wait, so right. is that maybe how Boba Fett got out of the Sarlacc pit? We'll find out maybe next I'm year. Wondering. I'm wondering. Maybe, right? maybe the Kray Dragon ripped it open and he was like, oh. Hey, it wasn't even 10,000 years, you idiot Boba. Or not Boba, Jabba. Also, something like caught. So we rewatched the last episode before, like, maybe finished it 20 minutes before I came over here. Nice. But, like, the whole end credit scene, uh, there's this uh, character, Queequay, mm-hmm. that's like, that gets shot immediately. Yeah. That guy also fell in the Sarlacc pit in Return of the Jedi. Did he? Or. Pretty sure. Or did it look like him and you're being space racist? I'm not, because I'm pretty sure the action figure is named the same thing. <laughs> and, like, Ben Fortuna calls him by name and says, Queequay. But I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I'm not. But I am but I could be wrong. You're talking about the guy at the end who's sitting on Jabba's little... So that's Bib Fortuna. Yeah. The guy standing next to him is this guy... He's Queequay, who's, who's yeah. Que- he's got, like, some horny... He's, like, brown. He's got some horns yeah. around his face. I can't remember the... I mean, did, he looks like did a double. Bibbs, did Bibbs, um tendril get longer i think he got older and fatter and so his tendril got bigger he was becoming a hut <laughs> like he, at first i was like is his, that a his hut? nails got longer too. yeah yeah that was well done how yeah. they but i guess we're on the first episode go backwards yeah. <laughs> ignore everything we said john leguizamo am i right in the first episode yeah love him oh yeah yeah he's a he's like the guy that like gave the information of the try to kill mando in the uh sports right and then he hung him upside down to get eaten by like the animals in the alleyway in the dark. Oh, uh, real way to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then yeah, so he goes. So he gets information to go to Tatooine. They go to Tatooine, and then just immediately gets into that whole like, where do I find someone who looks like me? And then just basically like uh, the marshal. And then oh, the marshal's wearing the exact same 
thing you are wearing, but shittier. <laughs> yeah, because he's so tall and lanky. It looks yeah. so funny. It's weird. And he doesn't yeah. have like, the broad shoulders. It just kind of like hangs a little bit. Right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. He looks like a Western Marshall, right? Like, yes, he A does. little bit. Or like, or like one of the kids from uh, Little Giants who are wearing football pads <laughs> a, little, a little too big for him. I, I can only remember Icebox's name. I love Icebox. But I love like the the, the high attention, and then, but the fact that Kaveh is so smart, he knows that Mando won't shoot him because like you gonna do this in front of the little one, and then you see like just Grogu, which we don't know is Grogu at the time. He's just like looking at him like, and then. They just come to a mutual understanding, right? Of like, uh, I can't remember the, the oh, the 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 dragon comes to the, the, the town, the village, mm-hmm. right? the, and yeah, then they the learn dragon. about it. Yep. Yeah. And so they learn about that. Tells them the whole backstory, and goes and hunts it down. Talks to the sand people, which is also cool. Like the whole like, oh yeah, like all the hands, yeah, the the sign language with the yeah. with the sand people. I like that they kind of humanize the the sand people in this. Yes, I like that a lot too. It's like, look, if we don't stick together, we will all die. And I like that Mando really, like, understands how the Sand People live. You yeah. know what I mean? He's like, yeah, they're raiders, but um, they've survived for they, thousands of years out here in a really hostile environment. They have a code. So right. as long as you kind of yeah. respect that code, you know, you're good. Did you notice that they all rode single file? Yes. Yes. I even mentioned it to Zoe. I said, this is why Favreau's a good director, because a hack would have just put him in a, you know, a... a a big pile, pile or yeah. whatever. Yeah. But yeah, they ride single file. Ten people numbers. ride in single file. Storm hide numbers. their numbers. <laughs> Stormtroopers line two by two. Uh, so yeah, so they go and find the crate dragon, and then they're like, "Holy shit, this is way bigger than we thought." It's fucking good. massive. I was not expecting that because because crate dragons have been shown in other you know I guess they're all considered legends properties now. But they weren't that fucking big, and they didn't burrow like that. They didn't look like they, like I just finished playing Zelda Breath of the Wild three years late, and uh, all I could think was like it's basically the uh, the what are the sand monsters in uh, in uh, the Gurudu Desert? Do you do you know what I'm talking I about? I don't play that they far look, into the game. They look like giant alligators, just like go like burrowing around underneath the sand. Nice. Quick, get your son in here. Let's ask. I him. can't. He's not here. Right oh. now. He's with his real dad. Like, shut up! I hate you. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, so yeah, they go and um, find the crate dragon. They make the deal with the sand people. Go back to the village because they had to make a deal to like we need more people. Who's going to volunteer and help us? They hate the great sand people. They make the treaty. Uh, and then they go a great back. Western trope. They got to get a posse together. Yeah. Yep, love yep. it. And then they go back, and this is the final showdown. And then you know everything's going well. People are getting eaten though. But then at the end, like. Uh, oh, not just eaten, but barfed on and melted. Yeah, oh, that yeah. breath weapon was dangerous. <laughs> I was scary. not expecting that. I was like, oh, no, they're melted. And I love how, like, Vanth and, like, um, Bando just, like, flew up, like, follow me, and just started shooting in the eye to get the attention away from the people. And then they fly back down, and that's when, like, he comes with the last-minute idea of, like, where the explosive charges were and just takes the hit. Like, takes the <laughs> hit of, like, I'm going to get swallowed. Hopefully this shit blows up and I get out of here. I mean, lucky him that the sp- like spit in its esophagus wasn't also the melty kind yeah here's what i thought i had the same thought later you ever seen rain of fire oh yeah okay in rain of fire they have they have two glands and neither one is fire but when they're mixed they make fire so my thought is he's got two glands because he dissolved too right if he's eating acid right so somehow he must have two separate glands and when it mixes yeah oh that's hilarious did you know who produced rain of fire dave no i'm just kidding Dave who? No, I'm just going to be funny. It was it's Dave Filoni. not Dave Filoni. He is not that old. Well, also, Dave Filoni would have been still probably 
probably still doing like art school at that point when that movie. I came out. love that movie. That movie is so much. We rewatched it recently. Lauren had never seen it, and it's it's not bad. No, it's good, but it is like dated in its own way. Oh yeah, there are parts of it that aren't great. The, any of the CGI is awful. There's a fire truck going by. Don't know why, but uh, hopefully my neighbors are okay. Yeah, so. it's it's really loud actually. I thought you were doing a sound effect thing because nope, you I had your too. phone I'm out. Touching nothing. I'm doing nothing I was here. Like, why are you doing this weird? Quiet. Oh shit! The dragons are here. It's, <laughs> oh, it's they started Caleb. So Keep the, both the, eyes on the sky. So they kill the they kill the the great dragon. They get the egg for the um not the egg but the um what is it the oh, the pearl the pearl for the sand people. Yeah, which is like Lord is what do they Wars, want right? with that? I can't remember. There's a there's a thing about it in the Star Wars lore. I don't remember. It's something actually in Kotor. I think they Zoe talk goes. About it. Zoe goes. Are they gonna eat that one too? <laughs> like those are different. Those you are just different. See, you just see the Jawas like run out and go. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then at the very end, we get the biggest like oh shit moment. You see Boba Fett for like two seconds turns around, bald, kind of. Is he like burned? I guess from like a Sarlacc or something like that. Like, he looks like beaten up obviously over the years because it's only five years after Return of the Jedi. Well, he's been wearing that helmet so long. He just probably doesn't have good skin care. I mean, well, I'm sure he I'll, doesn't moisturize, but he takes his helmet off on like Mando. Well, age, the, I'm trying to think age-wise, Boba would have been not that old, right? We don't know. Well, so so he was a natural clone. He was he, right. And he's maybe, unaltered. Yep. He's unaltered. Ten or eleven in the Clone Wars. Ten or eleven at the beginning of the Clone Wars, and then that's about three ish years. So he's fourteen by the end of it, and then it's another twenty years. So he's so, 35. 35? Man, rough 35. So he's <laughs> Look, another five years. 30, so he's 41 years old. Mm-hmm. He looks about 100. Man, man Jango. <laughs> Jango's got some bad genes. No, he, he lives out in the outer rim. Like sure. He's a bounty hunter. Like, so like, dog, he's Dog the like, Bounty Hunter. Dog the Bounty Hunter's not that old. Like he just the other horrible. clones. Dog like, the Bounty Hunter's 35. Like one of the clones, Rex, becomes. he's like a main character in Clone Wars. He becomes the main character in Rebels. And he does have like a beard in Rebels. But like... He's Captain an adult. Aged, he's aged quickly too, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I yeah, think the, Captain Rex. I think the impression I get is that they like kind of. It's not just that they age them up from childhood to adulthood quickly. It's that there's probably a little bit of a speed up as well. Right. I feel like the whole aging process is yeah. accelerated. Like he's li- he looks like he's in his sixties by the time Rebels happens, but really he was like, I mean, he was a child but an adult in Clone Wars. Yeah. So next episode, it's it's, it's kind of a filler episode. It's the passenger with the frog lady. Oh, right, yeah. So Amanda's got to get this lady to a certain destination. I think to like, is it just to make money? Is all it is? Um, no, no, no. It was for information. She had seen. Oh, uh, she's seen other Mandalorians. She had which seen another, to the next episode. Gotcha. Yeah, she would tell him where she saw the other Mandalorian, and it turns out that it was like at the planet that she wanted to be delivered at anyway. Right, and then they get stuck because he gets shot down by. I hate this episode. Aw. Hate it. Aw. Because mm-hmm. I hate spiders. <laughs> every damn movie, every fantasy, science fiction, whatever movie, has to have some stupid spider scene. And when I am dictator, I am going to outlaw it. No more movies about spiders. But yeah, it's, it's, it's basically filler episode. You don't, so you don't like arachnophobia? That feels like a movie that you would actually enjoy. I hate it. I can't even watch it. Oh, okay. I can't even watch the scene in... Harry Potter when they're in the woods. You're fucking I Ron Weasley the whole time? It, dude. You're just like, I I'm with you, Ron. Fuck <laughs> this shit. If that happened to me, I would just die. I would just <laughs> just die. I would just kill myself. But it's and- a talking giant spider. Disgusting. Aragog is such a 
he's a tool. What did you know about that? Horrible, like, terrible creature of the devil. But those creatures were apparently supposed to be in Empire Strikes Back in the original concept. They were like sketches they found, and they actually wanted to use that monster. Yeah, I think they would have been tough, tough found. Yeah. Yeah, Ralph McQuarrie drew those. You know what? Um, oh, my dad had this like uh, art of Star Wars book. It was like a star. Mm-hmm. It was. I'm trying to remember what it was called. I think it was like, um, like something universes but it was like a bunch of ralph mcquery's artwork and then like each planet that it was like artwork of they would they would they would kind of tie it all together with some narrative yeah. so like coruscant was like this is like a you know a politician who worked for palpatine writing about like how glorious coruscant is and like all of this ralph mcquery art and him like giving like an overview of like the politics in coruscant and all this other stuff and the one for dagobah because that's what it was drawn as these spiders originally it was supposed to be these spiders who all of the like huge ass trees, including the one that Yoda was like had his hut right underneath. Right, they were basically that spider. My like, home this be- is the beginning Ooh. of their life would be these this spider like creature that would like eat whatever it could, and then it would go into a sedentary portion of its life and basically like dig its legs into the ground, form roots, and become a tree. And like this was the whole writing. So like all of the trees in Dagobah. Next time you watch Empire Strikes Back, um, Caleb. Caleb just fell over and he's having a heart attack now. Thanks, Larry. He does Good job. not look happy. <laughs> just there's too many legs. Like you're only supposed to have two or four, and that's the maximum. So let's get past this. It is a it's a filler episode just to get to the next episode, which is so more important. I did huh. have the thing the entire time of that episode. It really bothered me that Grogu kept. Eating, eating hopping those eggs. The like frog eggs candy. and he's the committing, He's yeah. committing genocide. <laughs> Seriously, I was like, this kid is supposed to be a goddamn future Jedi. And this little fucker. It's not even... I was like, oh, he just has a connection with the eggs. And then when he started eating them, I was like, oh, no, he, that's not what you're supposed to do, Grogu. He only ate four, and he did that make a connection with them. In, in the next episode, he does make a connection, which we'll get to now. Dude, that's that's probably like... I don't know how many were in there? Twenty percent of twenty in there. So I that's twenty percent of the entire population of that species. It's almost it's worse. The Holocaust times a thousand. It's almost worse that he makes a connection with them when they are born, because then it's like, oh, like he he, he doesn't yeah. even look sorry. He doesn't even look like he regrets it. He wants to keep done. it as a pet, though. I thought he wanted to eat it. Caleb's pet theory is that Grogu does not become a Jedi, and that Grogu has seen far too much bloodshed and becomes a Sith. I think I think the first time that Luke says uh, "Call me Master Skywalker," he's just gonna flash back. <laughs> he's gonna be like, "Oh no, what Master are we going Skywalker! To do? What are we gonna do?" So that episode leads us now to the heiress, which is the fir- the first time we see uh, Clone Wars Rebels uh, connection finally, right? Of characters, at least. Oh yeah, Bo Katan. Live yeah. action Bo Katan, aka. Um, Katie, uh, Katie Sackoff of like you know Babylonian Five, not those Battlestar Galactica, sorry, and also Bo Katan and Rebels and Clone Wars. Yeah, it's like so much justice is done here. Like yeah. she looks the part, she acts the part. I, I had no idea that Katie Sack Katie Sackoff looked so much like the character she had been voicing for years. Oh yeah, well that might have been partially <laughs> why they made that character look like that, it's, right? It's it's possible, yeah. And then for me, you know, I got excited because Sasha Banks from WWE is randomly in her pack as well as uh, Costco Reeves. And then we have... Oh, she... Okay, that's what she's from? Yeah. Axe Wolves is the other Mandalorian with them in the pack. Which, again, like, such a fun, badass episode because it's really fast. Right? So the Frog Lady reunites with the Frog Man. They babysit Grogu while they go... By, um, Mando the, uh, goes and, like, Mando helps. gets duped by those asshole pirates. They try and kill him. They try oh, to kill yeah. Grogu. 
Oh, yeah, the Corrins, yeah. Oh, oh you mean the guys, uh, Captain Jack Sparrow's buddies? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Davy, Davy, yeah. Those what are, the fuck is Those that? are uh, Corrins. Davy Jones. So they, like, about. share the planet with Mon Calamari's. So, yeah, like, they're, on the, they're from the same planet that Akbar's from. The most delicious planet in the galaxy. Mon Calamari? Yeah. yeah. Fried Mon Calamari. <laughs> and I, I like squid, too. So then uh, we get back to... Wait, you like squid? Yeah. Come on, man. Eight <laughs> arms is too many arms, Eating Caleb. them. It's in the water. Water is dead. <laughs> Why don't you just try eating I, spiders? It's what that I... Oh, my God. I'll kill you. <laughs> it's, it's actually... I really like crab legs. It's tough for me sometimes to eat crab legs. <laughs> they're literally underwater water spiders. spiders. I'm well aware. Just but with less, so less bitey bits. If you can put butter on a spider, he changes mind. I bet if you fried a tarantula and it would added taste in melted butter, it'd probably be okay. Yeah, know? I would agree with that. So now we yeah so we get back to uh, Lanka's uh, Bo-Katan and the two others save Mando save Grogu as well and then they go back to the work to kind of like talk and uh, they are we learn so unless you were like you know you guys we learn more deeper into the Mandalorian culture where they're not like a Mando Mandalorian where they'll take off the helmet what is it, what is it called the um what's the it's like a cult it's the um the Mando's cult child is. of the I don't know, because I know that Death Watch is who saved him, but Bo-Katan was originally Death Watch, too. No, she calls it something. She calls it a, some sort of cult. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so they, you know, don't care about the whole helmet thing as much as he does. Um, and then they That's come... their helmet isn't nearly as cool as it is. Which, which is a really great answer to the question that I've had since I started the show, which was, uh, which was, like, Clone Wars, like, literally... It, look, Clone Wars into the show Rebels, like... Mandalorians take off their helmets constantly. It's never a thing. And then Mandalorian, it's like, it's a thing here. Right. So for her to be like, oh, this fucking cult. I was like, oh, that's a great two-year question that was yeah. just answered. Child of the Watch. Mm. That's what it is. So, yes, because okay. he was, he was uh, what do they call the, like, the whole refugee thing? Because he was found, you know. Foundling. Uh, yeah, foundling, yeah. Yeah. So, so they realized that there are two different Mandalorians, two different backstories, two different raisings, that kind of stuff. So now Mando goes out to... Uh, he agrees to go take down uh, Moff Gideon's like supply ship, mm. right? So that way they can take the ship, they can take the supplies. It would take a huge hit to Moff Gideon, maybe even lead them to Moff Gideon because Bo-Katan obviously wants the dark saber. Dark saber. Uh, uh, so we get on the ship. Grogu's being watched by the frog people, and then he doesn't eat any more eggs, thankfully. And um, we got that actor who plays the the uh, the. Imperial. He's a bad guy in everything. Yeah. Uh, his name is Titus Williver. That's it. It's even a bad guy's name. I know. So good. It's kind of like so Powers Booth. British. If you do anything with Powers Booth, he's an asshole and everything. I love it. Rest in peace. He died a couple years ago. Uh, so yeah. So now we're back to they're in the ship. I mean, it's a badass scene. Then you get to the part where um, she goes up to the Imperial captain and she's like, "Where is he?" And she's like, "Well, does he have it? If if you already are asking that question, then you already know the answer." And then he kills himself. So, uh, yeah, mission complete there. That leads us to the next episode, which is The Siege. So now we get back Cara Dune and um, Apollo Creed, also known as Gr uh, Grief Cargan. Mando! Uh, this is also the episode with the Jeans guy, apparently. Yeah, That is. they took away immediately after, like, memes were being made all the Jeans guy? Yeah, Jeans guy. There was a is scene. There a dude wearing jeans? There's a really yeah. quick scene where it's like the three of them, Grief, Kara, and Mando, are shooting against stormtroopers. You see to like the slight left of the It's like the in the scene. hallway. Like he's his leg is just kind of sticking out past the corner. Dude, they and have jeans in space. And it's like, it's one of those things of, they didn't really have to take it out. It was kind of fun that there was a continuity error. It was fine. Right, like the guy with the ice cream machine. Yeah. 
Or like the stormtrooper hits his head on a door. Like no. these are it's not ice cream. It's a safe. We know it's a safe now, thanks to uh, now Brian. we make Django do it so that it justifies yeah. it. Come on. <laughs> yeah, they so they launched Jeez. this. Oh yeah, I did. I have seen that <laughs> jeans and t-shirt guy. I mean, it's up there with the the Game of Thrones, like the Starbucks cup. Yeah, and they immediately did it there too. Yeah, they immediately right. removed it digitally. I think that's almost like. Is it more interesting that they did that? Like it's it's one of those things that's going to be lost to time a little yeah. bit. Or it'll be a fun trivia thing that people like. If ki- like if a kid were to watch Game of Thrones, or a kid who's currently a kid watches it in like twenty years and is like, "All right, I'm going to watch this Game of Thrones sh- show." All right. That is not a fact that they're, they're going to know unless they look it up. Right. I'm going to watch eight seasons of this super long show just to see this Starbucks cup. <laughs> Stock out. Remember when Starbucks was still a thing? Rest so, in peace. So Remember when Sands- coffee was still legal? <laughs> So Rachel Sands returns oh, as his God. character Mithral from the very first scene in the very first Mandalorian. He's a uh, he's he's broken out to give him uh, information and access to an Imperial base on the planet that uh, is it Tatooine in the background? No, it's not Tatooine, is it? It's a uh, oh no, it is Tatooine. It's so, Tatooine. Yeah. So so Kara needs her uh, Bando's help to take down his Imperial base that's like drilling and Wait, oiling. Hmm? They're not on Tatooine. Okay, it's, I don't remember the planet. They're, they're on whatever planet they started the whole thing with. Gotcha. Whatever whatever planet Mando, Mando was based out of at the beginning of the series. So they're back on that planet and trying to take on a secret Imperial base, again, to big, put a huge hit uh, on the fences of Moff Gideon. So they break into it, the facility, they take it down, uh, steal a couple of ships, whatever. And then um, the biggest takeaway from this episode... M, M, uh, M, M count? Yes. You, 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 kinda, you get the reveal of like... What Grogu's being stolen for? I've been wondering, Caleb. What mm-hmm. are midi chlorians? Mm-hmm. They're what ruins Star Wars is what they really are. <laughs> oh. No, I, I, I get it. I like. Go on. No, can you say this with a straight face? Symbiotic life form makes some sense. Like it's what puts you in touch with the Force. Blah blah blah. But it just was. It's so clunky the way they do chlorians are. The power force of the cell. <laughs> the powerhouse of the force. Uh, they're whatever. I mean, it, it does make sense. It's just the way they've done it is just so fucking clunky. Like, George Lucas, do you know what anyone likes? Or did you just fall ass backwards into Star Wars? I Honestly, watching, uh, re-watching uh, uh, whatever, the, whatever that two and a half hour long... Um, George Lucas uh, love fest is uh, the, the making of Star Wars yeah. Empire of Dreams that's it the one that is basically like you can tell that Lucas kind of helped produce it because it is very glowing of him <laughs> um, Mr. Best Director of All Time what do you have to say about <laughs> XYZ there are, po- there are points of that of that uh, documentary they're like you're glossing over a lot of detail here because it probably more detail probably would make this guy look good right here but it, um, by the end of it yes the answer is yes he kind of like he had a lot of like really good ideas, but he did kind of fall ass backwards yes. into it. So now we know again why Gideon wants Grogu. It's basically the cut and plan that they need his blood or him in order to get his Jedi powers and whatever they do with that to get his blood to do du- duplicated or stick it in a clone or something. I just thought you fist pump. That's not Deontay Johnson, is it? No, I was. This, this is all. This is all leading to anger. like kind of helping to tie together the whole idea of cloning the emperor and creating snoke and all yeah, that stuff yeah that's been the for big sure. theory yeah for sure and I, th- I think like if it's not that 
I'm going to be holy hell surprised. Even if it's not specifically that, I think it's what it leads to because it's the only way that ties into what the universe. Oh, could kind they of be created. bringing back Darth Plagueis? No, no. Okay. Right. Uh, I, so I, uh, I think I told you guys this. I haven't said this on the podcast, but I am. I'm like uh, one of the books that are next in line for me right now are the um, the sequel trilogy books, and apparently in the uh, the Rise of Skywalker book, they get into a little bit more detail that Palpatine's son is not Palpatine's son. He's his clone, and that um, he doesn't have any Force ability, even though he's his direct clone. So, Aww. like, they figure out at some point that, like, just because you clone a Force user doesn't make them actually able to use the Force. So, so he's more like a step clone. Yeah. So, like, Aww. the whole idea... Yeah. So the whole idea of using uh, another being's blood to get to the part that allows you to use the Force makes a certain amount of sense... If if you're trying to like, I guess Snoke would be the second attempt at some point. Yeah, because I get I guess the or idea like, is that they rep the mini chlorians will replicate yeah. and make them. But or Palpatine is also some sort of clone as well. Okay, but then all right. So if mini chlorians replicate, then how can different people have different mini chlorian counts? Because if they're replicating, then they're replicating. Big old shrug from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a cloner, man. Always, I don't fucking know. You, if only people could see. I thought you, you grew up in Camino. Oh, I grew up on Camino. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. No, I oh no, Sumter. Sumter. Oh, very, okay. very similar. <laughs> similar, similar. Very similar. Water planet, giant aliens, mm-hmm. super long necks. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yeah, super long necks in Sumter, <laughs> South Carolina. So now, episode five of the whole trilogy, which is episode thirteen, aka the Jedi. Oh boy. So this is where the season, like as good as it was already, <sighs> just flourishes after this Great. this episode and beyond. It's Great insane. Episode. So let me ask this question first. So. Caleb's never seen Clone Wars Rebels, but you knew of Ahsoka. Yeah, I've watched porn. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I've seen some. I've seen some of Clone Wars, and uh, the Ahsoka part with with your head. That answer was just (laughs) Ahsoka's the best. I like that character a lot. I like. so I've seen a lot of the Ahsoka episodes. Okay. The worst part the about you saying that is that when she started Clone Wars, she was supposed to be 14. So She's drawn and not real. Age is just a number. <laughs> so, I'm a libertarian, Larry. Are you not aware? You're fine. You're fine. So Ahsoka, again, the second character of the whole Clone Wars Rebel saga, brought to life on screen. Now, uh, Larry, I do want to ask you guys, did, did, did you find it controversial at all that Ashley Eckstein, a.k.a. the voice of Ahsoka for over a decade, was not asked to be the live Ahsoka, much like Bo-Katan and uh, Katie Sackhoff? Um, do you know, was she not asked at all? Nope. I didn't know that. That's mm-hmm. that's a little disappointing to hear. No, she, is was, she, she was hyped, what, but there was not asked at all, no. Is she, physicality-wise, I guess I, you know, I don't even, I can't even put a face to her name. Uh, is she? Does she look anything like she could play Ahsoka? She's a petite blonde. Now she has cosplayed as Ahsoka okay. for conventions and stuff. Hmm. Um, but you know, I don't know what her, you know, physicality as far as like action roles and stuff like that. No, I'll, I'll show you a picture here. I know this is terrible for a podcast, but no, it's hilarious. Great radio. Oh, see, okay. So listeners, this is not a bad uh, cosplay, actually. Yeah. Now. She is she is holding her arm. She's holding a lightsaber, but she is also hyperextending her arm. That's a bad fighter pose. Yeah, and it also all right. So if you can hyperextend your arm, I tend to think not a lot of muscle mass there, right? Because if you can hyperextend your arm, it means there's no bicep pulling back. I, honestly, personally, did she say that she hasn't been asked? Was that did she say she has never been asked? Yeah, 
Oh, she was confirmed that she just was an ass. I mean, they already had Rosario in uh in 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 line for that. So yeah. well, and Rosario's got like that that physical presence. I yeah, think. and I feel like that role is so like it's such a physical person. Like I, sure, Ahsoka is super acrobatic, and like yes. her whole thing is being quicker and faster and craftier than her I, opponent. I don't know if Rosario Dawson. Sat and watched every single episode of Clone Wars or Rebels to well, see what she did. The research like. actually, but, so, but it looks like she she had the character. I read I read an yeah. interview that she a, a bit brooding. Yeah, well, brooding at this point in her life. Yeah, right, exactly, and she, maybe jaded. I guess is a good way to put it too. Like she's a gray Jedi through and through. She's yeah. seen some shit, it's fought Maul a bunch. I mean, I mean, she has more morals than a Jedi life. when she walked away from the Jedi Order. So. Well, the Jedi... Um, they fucking left her out to dry. They're hypocrites. Yeah. They caused all the problems, man. Do, the, do you, the Empire is the good guys. Do you know why she walked away? you ever seen I'm fairly certain I know, but I have not gotten that far. I am trying to slug my way through the Clone Wars. Did you use I Larry's like list? them. Do you want me to tell you? No. Okay. <laughs> or two. I don't care. It'll be fine. <laughs> we'll go Somebody no. she knows dies, and then... She gets left out to dry somehow. I know that. Oh, Larry wants to tell you so bad. And you'll despise Larry wants to tell you so bad. Do whatever you want. You're an adult, and I'm a libertarian. Right. Yeah, yeah, Larry. Do you there want are to no laws against you? spoilers. Oh, good. I'm going to get hella toked on all these drugs <laughs> around <laughs> <laughs> There is one law. You can't say the word hella. Hey, you guys want to buy some death sticks? <laughs> you want to rethink your life, Larry. <laughs> no, I do want to study death sticks. You want to go home and rethink your <laughs> life. You're a libertarian. You can or you don't have to buy them for me. So, this is a mutual contract <laughs> between two willing parties to buy death sticks. So they didn't even like lead up anything into this episode as far as Ahsoka goes. It wasn't like even like a, one of those like shitty, you know what I'm talking about when you see like a shitty episode you were hyped about and like you, you you were waiting for the moment, you were waiting for the moment and then it's like let down. It's like, oh, that wasn't that fucking one. They, they came Man. out the gate in this episode like, you want Ahsoka? Here's fucking Ahsoka. Yep. Stalking, killing in the woods in the dark, flipping around. There you go. Dual white lightsabers that she front and center. Her. She's gonna talk a bunch. Yep. She's gonna give you intimidate. Ba- oh, it's oh, great. Yeah. Which, by the way, for the lore, right? Like she has white lightsabers because she took two, I think, Sith crystals and just made them pure, right? To I be like know. an imbalance between the Jedi well, she's and the a, Sith. Yeah, she's Where's a gray. That? She's a gray Jedi, right? Which Qui Gon is not quite a gray Jedi, but is close. And then Mace is also close. It maybe is a gray Jedi, but he's in the Order, so he's not. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, sucks to be Cincinnati. You just missed that field goal. Sorry. Sucks to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. Our offense is unbearable. Where's, where's the thing about Ahsoka? so many injuries, though. Where's the thing about Ahsoka's uh, kyber crystals? I don't remember ever. I've that. I've read that. Kyber crystals. Yeah, crystals. I'll find it. I'll, I'll send it to you. But I've read that in like just wiki search and stuff like that. Okay. I'll see if, if it, I can find the source. If it's a thing, it's either in a book or a comic because it's it's not something I remember ever seeing in any of those. I mean, it's technically not canon right now, but oh. who knows? I mean, Filoni and fucking Favreau are just pulling shit out from everywhere. Like, oh, we'll make it. Fa- we'll make it canon now. Fuck you guys. I'm one with so. the force and the force with me. <laughs> so we go back and uh, and Mando gets He thinks he can use the force. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, I'm so offended so bad. Right? Anyway. Why? Uh, Does he have the face of a friend? <laughs> you know what? That wasn't that bad. I'll give it to no, you. the best part is when they put the, the, blind, the bag on his head. He's like, I'm uh, blind. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> We're putting the bag over his head. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Best oh. moment in Star Wars in a long time. I'm blind. <laughs> Are you kidding me? That's the robot being like, did you know that wasn't me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alan Tudyk. You, you might not recognize me with the red arm. <laughs> so, Hello, it's me. So Bo-Katan for the previous episode, at the very end of it, tells Mando to go to this planet and find Ahsoka, which I always love in these episodes, in this like series, he knows exactly where to go on a planet to find somebody. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Where's, where's the episode where he's like, he's like driving around like, is that... Uh, that's not her. Dude, okay. Uh, this planet has a trillion people on it. <laughs> wow. There are four billion streets. So that is one overarching issue yeah. I have with Star Wars. Yeah. Every single planet is a planet of a single species yep. and only one or two places. Which, one, one biome. Right, even. exactly. And I, I think my headcanon is that over time over millennia one biome tends to take over and these aren't planets that sprung life these are planets that people have for the most part have colonized 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 over right. millennia right and Long so they colonized time, yeah. like if we go colonize mars then you'll think that mars only had one city and one biome etc but it actually we put it all there so what? that's my only headcanon, but yeah, it's uh, it doesn't make a ton of sense. God what? fucking damn it! I fucking hate football. Yeah. God fuck you. They're Did the Bengals just that. intercept? No. So they he Fun knocked ball. him out. No, he didn't he'd take control of the ball. So it's fine. But anyway, um, going back to it, I think we grabbed about this at one point on another Star Wars episode. But like, I think we were talking about New Hope, and I always said like. How do they know exactly where to go on that fucking giant moon of a Death Star in the right port in the right area to be in the right side of the Millions jail? Millions of people. It's the yeah. size of a small moon. Yeah, they're like, oh, we, we happen to be right next to where we need to be. All right, good guys. Like, I want to see three more hours. We're like, oh, do we? Nope. That's do, do they have one of those mall maps in here? What <laughs> what level are we on? A thousand? Wait, 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 wait. On the Death Star in New Hope, and they go for yeah. Yeah. yeah, just just the trope of like these movies of like they they, they just literally have R two D two look that up on the map before they go and look for. Oh Leia. yeah, you're right. R two D two keeps saying, okay. "I found her. What's, She's here." What's Dindin Jaren's excuse in? And where in Mando? How does he know? Always know where to go right away in the episode. Maybe the scanner just like has like a city, and he's like. I don't know. Maybe Bo-Katan gave more details. I don't fucking know. <laughs> Go to these I coordinates. I don't know. <laughs> Grogu pointed. And, oh, you got the force. Sure. All right. So, yeah. So, immediately they go out there. Uh, he Oh, no. He goes to the city that Ahsoka just attacked. They tell Actually, him to go out in the woods. The real answer, boys, huh. is the force. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Hand wave it. Yeah, yeah. The force. Han Solo says that's not how the force works, but that totally is how the force what works. What the fuck would Han Solo know about the force? Yeah, I don't know. Well, he, he says said, it in. Hey, in, he's, he said the force. I know. Before, that's what I'm saying. Someone should just said, "Shut the fuck up, you smuggler." Just because your son uses the force doesn't mean that you fucking know anything. <laughs> that's like my dad being like, "That's not how automotive engineering works." Like, you don't know. You drink coffee and smoke cigarettes. It's your whole life. Ah, you've been talking oh, to my man, father. He I raised you. That's a good who knows a lot about engineering because I know a lot about engineering. <laughs> Your dad's telling you all about landfills. <laughs> I don't want to talk about flash weekend. <laughs> so before we move on with the episode, can we just say that one of Hanzo's best uh, lines, aside from the usual, like, I love you, I know you, but that is, uh, hey, kid. Hey, kid. Yeah. Yeah. This is the turn off, like, what? Han's also a Western character, right? Han's oh, yeah. outlaw. Absolutely. So, Manda goes to the city that uh, just happens to be near where Ahsoka's supposed to be. They tell him to go uh, fuck himself, or they can help him, or they can he-, they, he can help them go out, find Ahsoka, kill her, blah, 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 blah. So, he goes out in the woods, 
Ahsoka flips around, tries to attack him. He screams, Bo-Katan sent me! And she's like, I hope it's about him. And then there's a girl who's just sitting on a rock. Anyway, so. Any more eggs to eat? I want some (laughs) eggs. You got a decent Grogu. Anyway, so then they connect and we find out Grogu is the name of fucking... It's Grogu, not fucking Baby Yoda. Can we, right. can we get that out there? Baby Grogu. Do, 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 do. If that song would help. So if you really want to be a nerd, say it's Baby Yaddle. <laughs> Did Yoda has a penis? Did Yoda and Yaddle make this baby? Yeah, yeah. So Zoe was asked. Zoe asked me that same question. She was like, "Hey, wasn't there another Yoda well, in the first one?" And I was like, "Yeah, there is." And she, did did is that her kid? And I'm like, oh, "We <laughs> we don't know. It could be. Genuinely, could be Yoda. Yeah. It'd be pretty fucked up for Yoda to be mad at Anakin for uh, banging Padme if he had his own oh, kid oh, in yeah. the Force. Oh, that's a good point. That's some Catholic priest <laughs> idea no, right there. Not. Abortion? I thought she had. <laughs> Doesn't count. I had no attachment. Poor not, I couldn't. Just sex, not marriage. Marriage is worse. How big gets you eating food of this kind? I imagine uh, Yoda has oh sex like God. Demolition Man. He just like thinks it with someone. What, what if? What if that was like genuinely like a thing? Like like because because uh, another thing in, in Clone Wars is that Obi Wan has a huge crush on this one on uh on, yeah on Satine. She's pretty cute. And uh, and uh, it wouldn't been great. But he's like, no, I can't because I'm because I'm a Jedi and I'm, I'm kind of into you. If Yoda was just like, fuck them, you can't. <laughs> yes. Oh wait, put your condom. I mean, you know, kids. <laughs> just you're not married them yet. <laughs> so we find out the name is Grogu. They make a deal. To go attack the city uh, in a flank plan, basically. Like, basically, Ahsoka would go uh, one way, Mando would go through the roof. Uh, I mean, through the... No, no, no. Mando approached the city because he, he had, like, proof, whatever. She was going through the, the, the roofs of the city and then countering the other end. Uh, and then they find out and they fight the guy... Who's Michael from, Bean. Michael Bean from fucking, like, uh, Aliens. Terminator. Wait, yeah. Mr. Bean. Aliens. Mm-hmm. No, uh, Kyle Reese Kyle from Terminator. Reese. And... Uh, which is funny they gave him a shotgun because in those movies that was like his like weapon of choice too in those movies those lord movies that he's like famous oh the shotguns yeah Yeah. so in this movie I mean this episode he had a shotgun as well that Mm -hmm. was like his go to weapon Uh, so he faces off against him and then we get the epic face off between Ahsoka and whatever that chick's name is Morgan Elsbeth who's uh, who's surprisingly I learned this fact Diana Lee Inosanto is Bruce Lee's goddaughter oh shit cool so yeah so they face off and this fucking badass i mean you hear like the solid baskar pure baskar staff that was like promised to Jin Jaren if he'd fucking killed ahsoka uh go up against ahsoka's uh twin lightsabers and it's like lethal as shit yeah uh, sweet. pretty great uh and then you very you, very samurai i love it yeah it's, 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 you took the words right out of my mouth it's very samurai because you get that like that last slice sound oh, even, even the even the setup with like the the trees with all the fallen yep. leaves and like mm-hmm. the grayed out that it's is beautiful. definitely samurai beautiful by the way what is two lightsabers is that form two is that like a weird version of form two yeah I think well, so one and one is smaller than the other, right? Like, yeah, one's a in, dagger and one's like a in Darth sword. in Darth Bane, which I love those books. Darth Bane faces off against Kasim, the blade, the Sith blade master, and Kasim has trained his entire life for a single purpose, and he uses a double bladed lightsaber, and has always told his Sith apprentices and Sith students that because um, back then there's there's lots of Sith, right? That's what Darth Bane does is he kills them all, but. Kasim uses the the double bladed, and he uh, 
he always tells his students that using two, which two separate ones is part of the same form, but that it's not as good and that it's unwieldy and more dangerous. But then at one point he's fighting Bane and he's they're about holding their ground and all of a sudden Kasim breaks him apart and he uses two. And Bane has this realization that Kasim's been tricking everybody, that he is the best swordsman in the history of the Sith, and he's unstoppable oh, with weird. two at once. A Sith lied to the other Sith <laughs> but, so that he would have an advantage? But Bane learns that lesson, that the Sith's weapons are deception and trickery are their best Lies, allies. Deceit. The tools of the Sith. <laughs> I'm being superstitious and putting on the final episode because the Steelers deal is so shitty. I'm hoping to come back to it and they'll be better. You guys, uh, you know, you know, the worst you guys part- don't want me to go into more about the, the, seven, the nine forms? I, I mean that that's a story. So I don't know a no, whole lot on the old Republic stuff. I love so old Republic. I, what I'm what I'm sad about is I don't know how much of it is really canon at all at this point. Right. Um, are you going to start reading the High Republic stuff that's coming out this er, early next year? Yes, without a doubt. Love it. They've I, already they've already got like comics shit with I'm, like Yoda. He's like younger. He's like. Dude, I'm, I'm like a hundred pages into that Thrawn book he gave me. Yeah, I oh. crushed it at work today. Oh shit, dude. Oh yeah. That, so, uh, listeners, uh, I loaned Caleb my copy of um, so that Heir one to is the Empire. Heir to the Empire. I'm on Dark Force Rises, so this is the original Thrawn trilogy that is Which no longer aren't canon, but they're almost canon, right? They're, they're no, they're legends. Are they the, totally retconning all of Thrawn? It's com- well the so new they, books because I just gave listeners. I just gave Andrew a Christmas present of one of the new Thrawn books called Those Are Canon. Ch- Reason or something? Can I read that right away? Do I need to read the other ones in the uh, new uh, series? You're a free man, born free as the wind blows. You can right. burn it if you want. The ones we're talking about are legends at this point. They're not yeah. canon okay. anymore. But they're good. And they're, but, I love Timothy Zahn, dude. He writes great. So those were written in 1991, um, and they take place five years after Return of the Jedi. Right. So it's already... Yeah, we're watching Mandalorian. None of yeah. this happens. <laughs> right, none of it happens. Um, Although, kind of right, because the Empire... Like the overarching theme of the Empire being pushed to the outer rim and like right. making moves to come back and like still remnants of it, yeah. aspects of it. So it, the so the remnants become in in the in the legends the remnant becomes just the remnant and eventually a like a a a a, a peace treaty is reached between the New Republic and the, the Imperial remnant. Right. And then what happens is the Yuuzhan Vong show up and just fuck everything up. I didn't really thing. like the Yuuzhan Vong stuff. That's a, a com- it I seems like because it's a I couldn't pronounce any of the words. That's fair. It feels like a very controversial. It's hard to read it. Mm. Like I struggle sometimes. I love reading. I struggle sometimes in books if I can't pronounce the names. I got this really weird book, and if any listeners have ever found this book, I would love for you to reach out to me because it's the weirdest book ever. It's called West of Eden, and it is um, this planet where. Uh, like lizards evolved instead of apes into the sentient beings and everything they do is um it's organic so their spaceships are organic their technology is like their guns are like these weird lizard creatures that they've bred and they somehow come to earth and there's these early human human like ape creatures that are um small and trying to battle their way for survival in this hostile world it's a really interesting story and i wish i could read the whole book but how old is it Dude, it's a million years old. I found it I on some my, dusty bookshelf somewhere. I think my dad has a copy of this. Damn it, I might Greg have stolen it from everything. your house. I, did you? Oh, you might have. If you grabbed it from my house, then it probably was my dad's. 
I may have, or I may have gotten it off of I, a random bookshelf somewhere, uh, or I may have gotten. Like, I borrowed, a, I borrowed like thirty of my dad's sci-fi books, and he was like, "I'm never going to read these, but give them house. back eventually." But you can borrow them. The concept is amazing, and the story's well written. I can't pronounce any of their hard, names. Is it a hard book? Yeah, it's hard. It's a hard copy. Yeah, dude, I think you might have grabbed That's mine. Your book. I think it's my book. <laughs> <laughs> I might have put that in a little free library, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's gonna be pissed no he's not he's never gonna notice alright so I put it in the hood <laughs> I went to a free library actually, in the hood that's a really good place to put it actually I hope somebody reads it and goes this book sucks I hope somebody reads it and is like inspired I hope it's a kid who reads it honestly yeah mm-hmm. I hope he goes man I hope there's better books out there <laughs> Episode 6, uh, overall 14, The Tragedy. Oh, man, what a tragedy. So, first off, they make Tython uh, canon now, because Tython was only a, a planet in the books and comic books, apparently. Uh, but, you know, Favreau and Filoni, as usual, are like, fuck it, let's just use whatever the fuck we want. Uh, so, in the previous episode, Ahsoka then says she cannot train Grogu, but that uh, Mando must take him to the Jedi planet Tython to sit him on this ancient stone in this temple in order for him to use the Force to communicate out to, hopefully, some Jedi that will communicate back with him and find him and maybe come look for him. And it's his choice on whether to pursue if he, if he wants to be trained or not. Grogu's choice. Uh, so, again, just like every fucking episode so far, they just immediately get to the fucking point. Yep. Yeah. There's no lollygagging, there's no bullshitting. We are at the stones. Sit on the stones. <laughs> and all of a sudden, fucking Slave, Slave One. one. <laughs> the best ship in Star Wars, in my opinion. And I think, I can't remember who it was, but one of us made this prediction last year. The the episode where Finnick Shan is, 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 is there for the first time. Oh, we hear the clinking. The clinking we and like the, someone the spurs. Gets, her, gets her body. One of us, I can't remember who it was, I had to go back and listen to it, but one of us was like, what if it was Boba Fett? I think it was you, man. No, you know what? I think it was me. Might have been. Might have been me. <laughs> you know what? It was Landon. Uh, listeners, write in. <laughs> listeners, write in. And tell us which one of them We won't even be, listen to our own episode. We can be found at P.O. Box 1108. <laughs> I mean, who are Tim? Boston, Massachusetts. We're all incredible egomaniacs. We're just going to listen to the episode on our drive home. Oh, man. Fucking hilarious. But yeah, so <laughs> I Boba say Fett. that every time I listen to one of these. <laughs> but yeah, Boba Fett did rescue Fennec Shant and uh brought her with him she is now in his debt. <laughs> she he turned her into a robot. Is well, that what he guts. did? Her guts. Just her, oh, just her GI track. Yeah. So she's uh she's got a sniper ready uh to shoot <laughs> Grogu, unfortunately, as he's in this shield of like force power. And uh, they try to just get the armor back. It's all he's like, I just want my armor back. I just want what's mine. And Manda's like, that's not your fucking armor. I don't even fuck you are. I fucking got this because I'm a fucking Mandalorian. Who the fuck are you, old man? Yeah, so there's a standoff. But then, Who are you, you old-ass 45-year-old? But then the standoff comes to a close when two giant ships of stormtroopers comes down. And they're like, all right, we'll fight about this later. Fuck it. Let's survive right now. And they team up, take down all the fucking stormtroopers. Manda tries to go. The weirdest thing. That scene is long, and it is I loved every second of it. And then, but the, the weirdest thing is, like, fucking Mando puts the jetpack down as, like, part of, like, the, okay, let's oh, oh. fight. I'll put my jetpack down, well, bro. Well, he, he told him to put down the jetpack. Right. And then when the stormtroopers show up, he just runs and doesn't. Back and forth. Yeah. Lauren pointed that out the second time we watched it. She was like, why doesn't he get his up? jetpack? And it's like, because it would be convenient to the plot yeah. if he yeah. did. Exactly. Exactly. They knew what they were doing. He forgot a super weapon. I wish that he had gotten to the top and been like, my jetpack! <laughs> like, if he had just the given a line, if he had just given a line to acknowledge how dumb it was that he had done that. Remember your jetpack, Mando. 
So yeah. you idiot! Oh, he, he hits twi- himself. In the he does it twice trying to get Grogu. And I think the first time he gets knocked the fuck out. No, he gets knocked back. The second time he gets knocked the fuck out. And then it's like, um, all right, you keep, you don't leave. I'm gonna buy you some time. I'll be back. And then he teams up with Finnick as uh, Boba. Like he's killing motherfuckers with that staff, the gun he has, and then he sees the uh, Razor Crest. And he's like, oh, it's open. oh, my suit is in there. <laughs> And I love my suit. Yeah, so Phoenix like kicking ass, kicks that boulder down that hill and crushes the stormtroopers. And then they're about to get surrounded. And all of a sudden, who comes back? This scene alone Ugh. redeems everything I didn't like about Boba Fett from the lore. Because for me, you know, for a long time, like Boba Fett's got six minutes total airtime in Empire and does nothing, accomplishes zero tasks. He literally gets hit by a blind man, crashes <laughs> into the side of a desert boat. Yeah, and then gets Pirates of the Caribbean by, style, and then gets eaten by an anus, and eaten by a <laughs> desert sand anus. <laughs> and people for forty years like he's the best character. I'm like, it's how? Because of the jetpack. Darth yeah. Vader tells him mask. Darth Vader tells him not to disintegrate someone, which means that he's a fucking badass. <laughs> No disintegrations. Yeah, he shoots like the the flamethrower for a half a second, and then I like a little harpoon gun. Dude, I, don't, no. I don't even if have I, a disintegrator. If I didn't tell you to not disintegrate someone, you'd fucking disintegrate <laughs> again. Them. And then we have no proof you killed him for the hundredth time. Oh, and then, Darth Vader's worked with him before. <laughs> and then and then I gotta go back to the Emperor and fucking vouch for you again. <laughs> So, yeah, so now they're fighting it off, and then... I'm uh, actually just a glorified truck driver. <laughs> you just put a Han Solo cube, uh, ice cube in the back of my truck. I drove it to a desert planet. That's the only thing I've done in these movies. But the next 30 seconds redeems Boba Fett so hard in the fact that he takes out Stormtroopers, uses his uh, knee blaster, uh, which I didn't know he fucking had a knee blaster. All of the parts of the fight are That thing's sweet. Weird spot great. for a weapon, but that thing's sweet. You never know when you I, need it. That's the trick, is you'd be like, weird spot. You right. wouldn't think yeah, that he, he has. He's a James Bond of bounty hunters. And uh, then the very last thing, the two shuttle ships, uh, like, oh, 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 retreat, retreat. And he has a little beep, a little uh, radar gun thing. Yeah, and he shoots a missile. I, I instantly, when I was watching, I was like, "Oh, he's aiming for the lower yeah, one. He should really aim for the that. upper one." And he admits that he's like, "He's like, nice shot, thanks. I was aiming for the other one." <laughs> I accidentally. So that's typical Boba Fett. I was accidentally cool. <laughs> <laughs> but then, what lore and behold, another thing Filoni and, and Favreau do so brilliantly. They bring something else into canon from lore. The fucking Dark Troopers. Oh, well, first they... Wait. Yeah, no, first the Dark Troopers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the Dark Troopers come down, four of them to take take uh, Grogu away, just as uh, Mando can get it, and then Slave 1 tries to follow him. They're like, no, don't shoot the fucking thing! I need my kid! Don't shoot my kid! Okay, back off. Uh, so then they just met Grogu's gone, and then, like... Boba- don't forget they blew up his fucking shit, oh, because yeah. that is the They're tragedy. Sure. Yeah. Well, the tragedy is also the baby being taken away. No, it's his ship. It's his home being destroyed. It's his mobile home. We get it's, it. It's 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 it is symbolic of his home being ripped apart. It's like if the ship from Lone Star from Spaceballs <laughs> got blown up. The Winnebago. The, the Winnebago. <laughs> yeah. Where Barf lives. <laughs> I love Spaceballs. Bar- I know Larry, you don't think it holds up, but I love Spaceballs. <laughs> there's so goofy. there's so much pausing for for laughter yes, for that you're like, what do you stop? <laughs> they just look at you and they go, huh? You like, wasn't that funny? Like Mel, Mel, you're being very <laughs> sticky right now. <laughs> if you could just trust that we will laugh if it's funny. But like Boba, pretty much like 
shits his pants in the helmet. I'm like, you're not going to believe this. It's the Empire. That's not around. No, I see it in my fucking face right now. God <laughs> damn it. To be fair, he has been on Tatooine this entire time. Yeah. I, does does he, he even know it's over? Does, does he even know that there was a second Death Star and it was I mean, destroyed? I don't think he gets like a newspaper or anything, no. So. <laughs> a second Death Star? Death Star, where'd they get the resources? Well, also, you remember in Tatooine... Remember, <laughs> it took him 20 years to build the first one. <laughs> well, remember Cobb Vance said immediately after people celebrated, his village got hit by those miners. So oh, yeah. I'm sure for like that area, they're like, it's no fucking difference. And they say that in Mandalorian. They're like, it's just one re- fucking republic to another. Who the fuck cares, basically? Yeah. That alluding to Bill is Burr, Bill Burr yeah. in the next episode. Yeah, oh, exactly. That's, that's a good segue. Yeah, so Bill Burr's in the next episode. Uh, the episode is called Which is The Believer. A, the Believer. And it's such a libertarian point of view, by the way. But It's, it's like, all tyranny. Like, at first when I watched this episode... Oh, so you like... So you like yeah. the Last Jedi since they also bring it up there. <laughs> I like that part of the Last Jedi. <laughs> you like the one part where they're in a ship and and uh, and uh, 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 what's his name? Yeah, uh, what's that actor's name? Fuck, Benicio. Benicio del, del Toro. Yeah, yeah Benicio del Toro is just like, uh, but skinny Benicio del Toro is uh, is like. Uh, yeah. Coked up Benicio del Toro. I have a I have a stutter in this movie, and also uh, these guys sell to the good guys and the bad guys. There are no good guys. Yep, I like that part. Oh, okay. I also like I also like the casino. Oh, you love the casino part. I, I just like casinos. Oh. I wonder what kind of games they're playing. Are they playing that weird James Bond baccarat game that no one knows how to play? Probably. We're gonna casino in uh, Charlotte soon. We should go. I'm just saying, field trip. Anyway, uh, so the Believer uh, episode 15 immediately, you know, Dinner and he loses his home. He's he uh, so Boba Fett and he's a Finnick, homeless guy now. Well, Boba and Finnick are in his debt because they promised if they get the armor, they would bring the child back safe. So oh. they they feel like well the mission's not over until that child's back with you. Like we, you promised. We did gloss over one detail that we got to find out about Boba Fett and Jango Fett as a result. Is yes, Jango Fett was a foundling. Yeah, and he fought so. in the Mandalorian Wars for the Mandalorians to take back. So he earned that armor as a gift. There's multiple Mandalorians. So they yeah they re, they, they retcon that basically. Yeah. Well, so. they well it was never established for sure whether he was or was not. Right. And uh, I like the fact they showed that like armor with his name and his like history tree in there. Like, see, see this, this is me, Boba Fett, right here. I don't know why I'm doing Boba Fett like. Uh, it's honestly like not Jason bad. Statham, like, hey, look at this. You see, this is me, Boba Fett. You're actually not far off. It's it's not terrible. <laughs> it's actually Jason Statham under a mask under the whole thing. He's, <laughs> he's, actually, the stunt, he's actually the stunt guy in the mask. Hey, yeah. So anyway, this is my face. <laughs> so. <laughs> so Mando goes and contacts Kara because he knows that uh, Bill Burr's character Mayfield is a former Imperial like sniper. He know he was like worked really high rank with Gideon. He was on his ship, so he knows I need this motherfucker. I took down last season to come back out so I can get the coordinates for Got Moth Gideon's ship and get my damn kid back. Which is to me shows so much like fun and brilliancy behind uh, Rick. Uh, Famo Iwa and you know the crew obviously you know Fivero and uh, Pelosi like not Pelosi uh, fuck I mean Pelosi uh, uh, Nancy Pelosi <laughs> uh, just the fact of like hey weird cameo yeah it's a great but her, it's a great way to bring her and Mon Mothma <laughs> are just hanging out yeah you're yeah, like wait a second <laughs> talking about terrible legislative oh, policy Mon Mothma's <laughs> a Democrat I had no idea no I kind of knew <laughs> I kind of but what a great way to bring like of, it, you, you could have chose a brand new character but you chose to bring back bill burr who like to me like bill burr like is so random as an actor 
but he like kills this character's part so well in so many ways. It's a good character. He's he's so grounded, so good. And the more uh, detail you find out about that character too, the more you're like I feel like the Star Wars, like any of these, the more you kind of delve into the history of any of these characters, the more yeah. sympathetic you at least yeah. understand where they're coming He's from. He's just really interesting and layered. He was an M- Imperial soldier and a true believer. Yeah. And then he saw an absolute atrocity committed by his own people. Right. And, and just saw the, 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 like that horrible arithmetic of war, right? Like a guy who just saw that war is fought by, generals and people behind the lines just doing arithmetic and the arithmetic happens to be people's lives and like it's, it's wholesale slaughter and he just right. says fuck it i'm done with all of it and i'm out for me and that's interesting i, I think that's a cool character he's not he's not rebellions are built on hope no that's not him he's not that guy but he's also not evil right he's not evil he's he's a probably a good man he's just out for him and he's disillusioned by all large systems he is you have libertarian. To, if you if you had to if you had to get Bill Burr to do his character to do anything for you, you just got to go for his pragmatic side. Right. Exactly. What's in it for me? Well, what's good is like he's so grounded. He's like the point of view for like everyone. Right. He's like, why don't you fucking take your helmet off? Like, I'm like, he doesn't care. But like the way he is, like, why don't you fucking take your helmet off? Like it fucking got a smell in there, right? Like come on, <laughs> I'm a fucking stormtrooper from fucking Boston. Your space I'm Boston. Someone fucked with his. Hey, it's me, your stormtrooper. I'm Boston. Somebody fucked with his uh, Wikipedia for a couple of days, and it said like the whole breakdown of Mayfield's character, and it said hometown space Boston. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So yeah, I mean, but you but you get like this deep down sense of like oh. Oh, I can understand what it's like if I work for the fucking like uh, uh, the empire here, right? Like you're thinking you're the good guys from your point of view, but in reality, like you're no better than the fucking enemy. From right. a certain point of view, yeah. Uh, and I love that like he talks man into like the plan of like yeah, fucking put that costume on over there, get back into the truck, come in, we'll fucking go over there and take it to the goddamn base. Let's People go. think they want freedom. What they really want is order. That was a really good line. That's a good line yep. from a throwaway character, but. That that's sort of the point, right? Like, oh, it's so deep. You think, like you just said, you think you're the good guys. Other people think you're the bad guys. In reality, you're both shades of gray. Yep. So they go, they they sneak into the base. They they take this tide oh, tank. Although I will make mm. the argument that there might be an objective worse one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's way darker gray when you're stealing like, children like, for their blood. Like, yes, are, I agree. Like, these characters are trying to argue their best points in Star Wars, but let's be clear, the Empire. Is the bad guys? What? You, because they're, wait, because a there's, certain point. Of view. Because their, <laughs> oh, because their side murders thousands of religious people, but, takes their crystals, and makes a giant millions death died about, on the Death Star. Think about when New Hope came out. Yeah, but how right? many people died in Alderaan? Think about when the first Star Wars movie came out, and part of the reason it was so popular was because it, there was an objective, clear bad guy in it in the 1970s at a time when Vietnam War was being fought, when right. like. There were a lot of shades of gray movies coming out. Dirty Harry was popular. Mm-hmm. Like there was just a lot of that. Star Wars was like this is clearly we know who the good guys are. We know who the bad guys are. The, the bad guy wears a giant opaque black suit, yeah. talks with a rasp, and has a red lightsaber. Yeah. It's very clear yeah. this guy's got a blue yeah. one. And all the other and all of his troops are faceless, or right. faceless bad Automatons. guys. Yeah, essentially. Right. Yeah. Who will who will burn your aunt and uncle? Juan or yeah, who will do a skeleton <laughs> escaping their home? So they break but that the will base. lead them back. 
home. <laughs> uh, so they bring me to the base, and uh, they bring to this because they need to get the schematics and the coordinates of uh, Moff Gideon's ship. In order to do that, they had to go into a console that's in a break room full of fucking people eating, including. <laughs> Yeah, which is a weird place to put that thing, by the way. Yeah. Uh, including you know, the whole plans for the Empire in, in the you know, break cafeteria. room. Also, where you do your like e time and like you schedule your vacation. Hey guys, where do we put the one console in the entire base? I don't know the break room. Oh, okay, yeah. everybody goes in there. You're probably hey, gonna need to use it's it. It's next to the shitter too. Right. Hey, Trooper, coffee. Trooper, what are you doing? I'm putting in PTO. Have <laughs> you ever seen a toilet in Star Wars? How would you go in that fucking Stormtrooper suit? I don't Same know. Same way you go in a space Actually, suit. fun fact, uh, the dark troopers are actually, they all double as a toilet. <laughs> I get it. It's the dark trooper. That's what they're powering down. Do you need to go pee right now? <laughs> hey, excuse me, boss. I gotta go use the dark trooper. But, uh, Hold on, I will bend over. You may sit on me. <laughs> so Mayfield Ooh. looks into the, the cafeteria. He's about to go do his part of the mission so he can basically get freedom from his sentence. But instead, he sees his old commander, uh, Valen Hess, and it's like, I can't do that. He, he might recognize me. I don't know if he recognized me, but he might recognize me. I don't know. I don't want to fucking do it, okay? Uh, so then, you know, Mando, because of the love for Grogu so bad, is like, I'll do it. I don't care. I just, I just don't give a shit anymore about this goddamn helmet thing. Okay. Basically. I was not sure. Hmm. Was the implication that you needed to be in the Imperial database and show your face to, like, scan it? Or... Did it just want to know that you had a human face? Like, is, is, their, version of, is their version of Are You a Robot? And you have to click on all the fucking buses. <laughs> select all of the... Select all of the buses. Error. Now select all the crosswalks. Like, God, I'm fucking right here! Like, it's just like, I just need to know that you're not some dumbass C-3PO. Are you R2-D2? Because we cannot let R2-D2 in any more of our systems. This motherfucker comes in, he fucking just sticks his schlong right in the outlet. He bangs the Death Star. <laughs> Why does why do all of our rooms have a vagina for R two D two? Because who keeps designing that? Can we, can we not design that anymore? Anyway. Uh, I, so the only thing that makes sense is that it's it's checking you against a registry of known felons. Yeah, but thing. that's insane. That's an insane way to do it. Instead of an inclusive thing, it's an exclusive thing. Right. It's like anyone can access as long as you're not in our system as a criminal. But like what? There's a trillion people who live on Coruscant alone. Most of them probably are ambivalent to the Empire at best. So the question here is, who directed this specific episode? Or who wrote this one specific feature? Because they're an idiot. Well, the writers are, are, are Rick... Okay, so Rick Irwin. Femiua... Yeah, Fe- I butchered his name too. It's fine. And uh, John Favreau r- wrote the, this episode, and Rick um, directed it. What else has he directed? Because he would be the one to ask. I think he did last season too, a couple episodes. But it's um, a- no. Oh wait, no, he did. Okay, yeah. excuse me. I've recognized. I've that. seen the documentary, fucker. Anyway, <laughs> that was a good documentary. It was. It was very it's really good. good. Uh, I can't wait for Christmas Day's documentary too, behind the scenes. So now there's the sit down because the Valen Hess is like trooper. Come here, have a drink with me. Talk some shit about fucking killing people and poor people, huh? And it's weird, right? And so... Raise a glass to Imperials. (laughs) So he doesn't recognize Mayfield at all. But, you know, he's really just kind of looking at, quote-unquote, brown eyes. Uh, Din Din after 
Mage will say they're like, oh, he's he's a little deaf in the air because like uh, Mando cannot improvise. Mando is no good at fucking talking. Mando's really bad. <laughs> Making shit. This up is on the just spot. not his. He's like a he's like a two charisma. But he's like, so it's bad. but it's so weird and like interesting because he's so like he's badass and everything you see him in. But his weakness is just being human. His weakness is just being a person. Right. Just, it's just it's just not his strong suit. Yeah, absolutely. And it's I, it's so. I didn't like it at first because I felt it was very uncomfortable. I was like, oh, this kind of breaks the whole badass of Mando. But I was like, no, he's, he's now... Well, he's also man. unshelled. Yes. And usually yeah. he has the mask on, and when he's mask, silent... armor, weapons, everything. Like, when he's got the mask on, and he's silent, it's a power play. But when he doesn't have the mask on, and he's silent, he looks like he's a deer in headlights. Yeah, he's sweaty with a mustache. Which is interesting to... Like Caleb. I never look like a deer in headlights. I look like a lion in headlights! <laughs> What the? <laughs> also dead because <laughs> well heavier just a big animal yeah but still dead from the car but, I don't know what we're talking about but anyways sorry <laughs> Mandalorian the television show airs on Disney Plus on Fridays we literally actually have this uh, the last episode airing right now and, and it's really hard not to look at it right now because honestly visually the show is oh, it's beautiful. beautiful. Yeah, we can pause right here. This is a good part anyway. So, so let's get through. So Mayfield, he's he's talking with Hess. Hess is basically just talking shit about everything, and it's pissing Mayfield off, right? Like Mayfield, like grinding his teeth, looking at him like, I just, God damn it, like just hold it, hold it. I just want to get through this mission. What you want to get through this mission? And then the line you said earlier about uh, what he said, right? But the but the freedom, uh, I can't remember what you said exactly. How you said it. But something snaps basically in, in Mayfield. Do, yeah, people people don't want want freedom. They want um, yeah. People don't want freedom. They want order. Yeah. What they people say they want freedom. What they really want is order, which I I find to be true. Right. I mean, just in your regular life, most people are fine with sacrificing liberty for freedom. There's probably a little bit of a balance, though. I think I think if people I mean, realized how much for safety they were giving up. Yes, then, but they never do. They right. never realize, right? Yeah. They think, well, at least. Uh, I meant to say sacrificing liberty for safety, right? They just think, oh, well, I'm safe. Oh, well, I'm safe. Oh, that's fine. The TSA can make me take off my pants and show them my butt plug as long as I'm safe. I'm safe on this plane. Oh, yeah. It was I, met with not, thunderous applause, though. Well, it's right. like 9-11 was like, you know, not to get too into the real world, but like 9-11 was like a turning point for the exactly. U.S. in terms of like yep. what has been um, given up for the sake of security. And you can argue whether that's good or bad, but there are certain... Right things that are now monitored People much more than they were. Order. Right, yeah. People always prefer order. Most authoritarian regimes throughout the history of humankind have been met with applause from the general public. Prefer is also like a hard one to, to, to gauge too, right? Because a lot of us don't necessarily have a specific say right. in it beyond voting for who represents it. Right, but, yeah, exactly. But I guess that that's the point that they're trying to make very subtly is that yeah. like... The empire for a lot of people was a, a net positive. It was probably a good thing in there a was, lot of places. There was know. less crime. There was um, available goods. There was order in the galaxy. There probably weren't any jaywalkers in Nazi Germany. Exactly. The trains yeah. ran on time. Is in the, Italy? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is the the example I like to use, and it's it's the point that they're making. It's that like it's easy, it's easy to turn to the empire, and a lot of people did that after the Clone Wars were over, yeah. and they're like, oh wow, it makes perfect sense after understand like even just the aspect of what they put out there is like what the Clone Wars looked like. Yeah, that would have been really appealing, right? Because peace would have been finally. It's over. Uh, 
I don't have robots just showing up on my front door shooting right. the place. Right, and, and this team has robots, and they're killing everything, and this team has humans. Whether well, not, not just robots, clones. but also a lot of alien species. Right, right? exactly. So that, like, is the, is the justification for the, like, xenophobia, too. Right. Okay, so now we get to the part. Yeah, so at the end of the conversation, I mean, Mayfield just, like, loses it and just fucking shoots Hess right in the fucking chest in front of everyone. And they're like, we didn't plan on that part. Let's get the fuck out. Right. Which I love. He's just at the That end was of my blaster bolt from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though, too, because he's just like, like, I might lose. I might die here. But I'm I'm paying you back for yeah, that, for all of my friend, dudes all dying. Because yep. I feel like he was like a, not just a grunt. Like he was probably a lieutenant or a captain or something with a yeah, lot of guys under him. he feels like he was him. in trouble. Or he was in charge in some uh, way. Yeah, like some unit level commander, right? And his guys, like the dudes... Because if you read anything about war, and it, it ends up like there's this interesting book about like bombers, Allied bombers, and it's like they don't care about the mission. It's no longer patriotism. It's the dude I served with, yeah. and that's what he. That's what Bill Burr feels like. Is that like these guys that I became like family with? You betrayed them. So fuck it. Yeah. Fuck this. Time for you to die. And maybe I will too, but at least you will. And that's so cool. I, I think Bill Burr's done a great job in this Absolutely. series. And it would be so easy to just make it ham, hammy and campy yeah. and, and, and just Bill Burr telling jokes. But he, there's some depth to that character that I think is cool. And then the fact that like, I they, wish they had brought him with him. Mm-hmm. I, I thought they were. I thought they were going to be like this weird Avengers team. He seems like a guy work. with skills, right? Like a guy who's lived kind of on the fringes and had to be on the yeah. run. And like, yeah. I'd, and he's got nothing to live for at this point. He'll he's come like, back. Oh, he'll bring Bilber back, I'm sure. But the plan B worked out because you still had Kara Dune and Finnick outside waiting to snipe the shit out of any troopers oh, yeah. chasing them down. Yeah. yeah, fucking real MVPs on that one. So they were trying to escape off that dam through the windows, trying to climb up and get away. And then I think blast the, the generator of the whole dam. And then uh, get picked up by Slave One after they make like a clearance for him, and then they'll pick up the 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 uh, Finnick and, and Kara, and then the 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 coolest scene. I mean, of, of everything done with Bill Burr at that point, right? Like the emotional scene, the joking around, but just the last second he grabs the gun, he's like, "Can I borrow that for a second? And, Like, shoots the fucking whole thing to blow to hell. Yeah, it was and awesome. He's, and he's like, you can tell like, inside he's crying. He's like. <laughs> Sorry, just something came up for me. Yeah, just like really worked through some things there. Right. Yeah, it gave him a lot of closure. I'm still an alcoholic and I still smoke Marlboro Lights, but this felt good. (laughs) This is cathartic. (laughs) I'm still going to watch some weird porn when I get home. (laughs) Also, I I love the sniper competition of them like one upping each other with their good shots. Oh, that was so cool. And uh, so, yeah, so he gets that closure and then they just like let him go like a dog. He's like, so I can leave? Like, I was just like, what's a weird place to leave him? So he was like, can I go The middle to- of the woods. <laughs> like, on a planet he didn't come from. When they yeah. I was like, can I, can I go back? Sweet. I know no I, one here. I don't speak the language. I, I have no supplies. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, guys. So we were watching cool that. You. We were watching that kind of late when it came out. And I remember we were like, kind of, you know, the credits were gone. It had like, you know, showing all the artwork and stuff for the, the, the uh, um, what's it called? The concept art. Right. And, uh, and I was sitting there thinking, I was like. He seems like a character who probably would be like, if you dropped him off anywhere, he'll figure something out. Yes. And that's probably like the whole, he's like, he'll figure it out. He'll yeah. figure something out. Yeah, he's out. like a nomad. He's yeah, like but he does feel like a guy who is more comfortable in a city environment than in the woods. Right. Especially the woods that are nothing but, well, I guess they got all those like. Giant swamps and venomous creatures. <laughs> no, see, the only, the only like 
place that they drove by that wasn't Imperial were like a bunch of fucking natives. Watch him like he'll make a family. He becomes the leader of those native people. Yeah, hey guys, can you believe it? I'm in charge of this village now. Hey look, this is my wife. I love her. He's my wife over here. I got twins, right? Fuck, look at me. Uh, (laughs) It's like Bill Burr when he's like surprised he's kind of happy these days. (laughs) And uh, oh, the very end. Uh, I just want to know the scene, how that scene goes where like you got Mando going over the Jango, like, or Jango, but Boba, like, hey, um, Boba, um, can I borrow your Zoom account? Why? <laughs> I need to make a call to oh, yeah. who? Just, can, just, can I, can I, can I, what's your password? I actually <laughs> just Googled Moff Gideon's phone number <laughs> and got it. Wait, listed. Wait, Boba, is your password slave one? No. <laughs> slave exclamation point. <laughs> it's actually X, big X, slow X. S L bat. V three exclamation. Carrot. Carrot three exclamation. But like the 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 threat made to Gideon of like That's gonna be my new password. Everyone can now hack. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. You can see Prince of an Exhaust. Congratulations. But just the whole, like, you have something I want. Oh, he repeats his uh, speech from yep. the first season. Yeah. You yeah. have so cool. no idea how much that means to me. And just coming for Moff Gideon. Which is kind of unlike him, right? Because he's like a silent... Yeah. yeah. His, his menace is just staring at you with this chrome helmet, just like yep. letting you... Like, input, sign your own death in, warrant. Input yes. your yeah. own emotions. You, his, his physical appearance just intimidates you automatically. That's a super common trope in literature that, like, staying silent, the person you're talking to is always going to write their own death warrant. Right? They're always right. going to talk themselves out of whatever it is. All you have to do is just shut the fuck up, let them talk. And when you have a giant chrome helmet and a bunch of blasters and a jetpack, it's kind of easier, right? Yeah. Silence is golden. I, I do kind of wonder, did... Okay, did Din, uh, did he memorize that speech <laughs> when Moff Gideon said it, or did he record it and have to like watch it and be like, "What did he say exactly?" You have Got no it. idea. You have no idea how much I hold on. Hold on. Let me do it again. You <laughs> have. <laughs> hey, um, Mando, are you almost done? Uh, the forty minutes is almost up. <laughs> or did it, or did he accidentally get it note perfect? Oh my god. He was just off the cuff and got it right on accident. Wait. Oh wait, you said that? Ah oh, fuck. Gideon's like, oh copy me much. <laughs> I bet you got a big black cape down too, huh? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so stop copying. Me.